favor. Where would we be, Lord, if we didn't have you? We're so thankful that we know you today. We're so thankful that we know you today. This time we're going to dismiss the children. We're going to do a little something different today, as I mentioned. Uh, children three and up will be in the foyer area behind the blue curtain. And then, of course, the, the nursery age will be in their normal place today. And uh, so thankful for our children and once again, thankful the Urshan Missions uh, Club is here today helping out in a variety of ways. And uh, it looks good. We have a good crowd of our own people here today. Why don't you give yourself a hand for being in the house of the Lord today? God bless you. You can go ahead and be seated. And as, as promised, and we will do our best to deliver, we mentioned... I mentioned earlier this would be a bilingual service. We just had just a little bit of a song there in, in Spanish. Uh, but today, uh, Isabella Martinez from Arizona is going to uh, interpret as I preach today. And she has never actually interpreted preaching. She knows Spanish, but she has not interpreted preaching. And uh, I've only actually done this one time where I've preached where people were interpreting, but uh, I believe God's going to be with us today, and so we're so thankful that all of you are here, so thankful that she is here to do this, and uh, if you speak Spanish, hopefully this will be a blessing. If you don't speak Spanish, I just love to hear it anyway, and the extent of my Spanish is about El you know, Piquito Espanol, that's about all I can, uh, a few other words, and it sounds like I'm from Louisiana or something when I say that. My son makes fun of me uh, when I try to throw out some Spanish. So I will, I will try to refrain from that during the middle of this. But we're so glad that you are here. And so I will have uh, Isabel, Isabella start uh, interpreting uh, right now. So we're, as you know, we've been in a series on loving uh, God, or really the priority of love. Como saben todos, estamos en una serie um, para amar al Señor. And today we're going to continue that and finish the series on the priority of love today. Y ahora vamos a terminar esa serie y vamos a hablar más de amor. We're going to look at Luke chapter 24 for our text. Vamos a mirar a Lucas capítulo 24, versículos 44 hasta 48. And when we get to various passages of Scripture, I will read them all in English, and then she will read them in Spanish. Cuando yo leo en inglés, yo voy a leer en español cuando él termina. So Luke 24, 44 through 48 says this, and you can read on the screen behind me. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem and you are witnesses of these things. Y les dijo, estás con las palabras 
estas son las palabras que os hablé estando aún con vosotros, que era necesario que se cumpla todo lo que está escrito de mí en la ley de Moisés, en las profetas y en los salmos. Entonces les abrió el entendimiento para que comprendiesen las escrituras y les dijo, así está escrito y así fue necesario que el Cristo padeciese y resucitase de, las, de los muertos al tercer día y que se predicase en su nombre el arrepentimiento y el perdón de pecados en todas las naciones, comenzando desde Jerusalén, y vosotros sois testigos de estas cosas. Today I'm going to preach on this idea, loving God's mission. Hoy quiero, quiero predicar en este tema de amando la misión de Dios. It is truth that we do the things that we love to do. Hacemos las cosas que nosotros queremos hacer. We spend time, energy, and money in areas of things that we love. Tomamos el tiempo, el dinero, la energía en las cosas que queremos hacer. For many people, they schedule their lives to include things that they love to do. Por muchas personas, hacemos nuestras vidas en las cosas que nosotros queremos hacer. I played a little bit of golf in my day, and I'm not very good. Yo... Uh, jugué golf cuando yo era más joven, pero no era tan bueno. But I've played with people that are really good, and they have gotten good by spending a lot of time and a lot of money. Yo jugué golf con las personas que no estaban buenas, pero hoy están buenas al golf porque tomaron el tiempo y el dinero para perfectar uh, cómo jugar golf. I just can't imagine every week or multiple times of the week spending Four hours on the course plus an hour around on each side of that or six hours playing golf. No puedo imaginar tomando todo ese tiempo jugando golf cuatro horas um, durante la semana y tomando todo ese tiempo nomás jugando golf. There are a lot of things that I like more than golf, eating being one of those. A mí me gusta hacer muchas cosas más que golf como comiendo. And if I'm going to spend money, I would rather spend it on food than chasing the little white ball. Y si voy, a, si voy a hacer algo con mi dinero, voy a hacer algo que me gusta. No quiero andar por una pelota. So can I get an amen? <laughs> Anybody else like to eat? ¿Alguien más le gusta comer? That, unfortunately for me, my life doesn't revolve around golf, but it does revolve around food. Mi vida no, mi vida no es de golf. Mi vida uh, ser es más de comida. And I, I do recognize comida. <laughs> Because I like to eat. Él sí sabe la palabra, la palabra comida porque él le gusta comer. But we spend our time and energy and money on the things that we love. Tomamos el tiempo y nuestro dinero en las cosas que amamos. The question I have for you is, do you love God? Y la pregunta que tengo hoy por ustedes es, ¿aman a Dios? Do you love what God loves? Aman lo que ama Dios. Do you spend your time, your energy, and money doing what God loves? Usan su dinero, su tiempo, su energía haciendo las cosas que Dios ama. And by extension, what we should love as well. Y las cosas que nosotros tuvimos que amar. Because the reality is that we should love the things that God loves. La realidad es que nosotros tenemos que amar las cosas que Dios ama. That if we love him, we will have in our hearts to love the things that he loves. Si tenemos en nuestros corazones um, las cosas 
que él ama nosotros también tenemos que amar las cosas. God's mission is something that you and I should love. La misión de Dios es algo que nosotros hubiéramos de amar. That we should spend our time, our energy, our money, our efforts in being on God's mission. Tenemos que tomar nuestro tiempo, nuestra energía en, las cosas, en la misión de Dios. Our text today comes after the resurrection of Jesus. Le, nuestro texto hoy viene después de la res, resurrección de Dios. It is just before his ascension. Es antes de su ascensión. That the ascension of Jesus is where he's getting ready to go up into heaven and la, be at the right hand of God. La ascensión es cuando antes que se fue al cielo para estar al lado de Dios. I don't have time to get into the theology of what it means to be on the right hand of God, but just suffice it to say this is when he goes into heaven after his resurrection. No tengo tiempo para el estar en más detalles lo que significa cuando él fue hacia el cielo al lado de Dios. So I would submit to you today that since God's mission is not optional and we do the things we love, we must love God's mission. No es opcional amar la misión de Dios. Um, tenemos que amar la misión de Dios. Now I will cut my sermon way down because it's going to take twice as long today as normal. Voy a cortar mi, mi, mi predicación ahora porque si no va a tomar mucho tiempo. That doesn't mean you get out any earlier. No significa que se van a ir más temprano. And I'm still going to give you six truths about God's mission from this passage. So I will try to time this to get you out on a timely manner. But the first truth that I want to give you from our text today is this, that God's mission requires understanding the scripture. La misión de Dios pide que entendemos la escritura. In verse 45, it says this of Jesus, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. Y dice que en, les abrió el entendimiento para que comprendiesen la escritura. Now, understanding the scripture is something that the disciples should have already done. Entendiendo la escritura es algo que los discípulos But after three and a half years of walking with Jesus, they still did not get it. Pero después de tres años caminando con Dios, todavía no lo entendieron. And you and I, if we're not careful, we can come to church all the time and still not really comprehend the scripture. Y si no tenemos cuidado, podemos venir a la iglesia todos los tiempos sin entender lo que Dios está diciendo. I talk to people all the time from various church backgrounds and very few of them really understand the scripture. Hay muchas personas con quien yo hablé y muchas poquitas de esas personas entienden lo, la que, lo and, que dice la escritura. And many times we put our own understanding or what somebody has told us on the scripture. Y muchas veces nosotros decimos las cosas que alguien más nos dijo de esa escritura. But I would tell you that just like Jimmy and Elijah, that if you read the scripture and you're open to what God wants to do, he will open your understanding of the scripture. Si tomamos el tiempo para entender la escritura, Dios te va a abrir ese entendimiento para entender lo que está diciendo. 
And the reality is that you cannot share what it is that you do not know. No puedes compartir lo que no sabes. That you can't be on mission for God and share the gospel if you do not understand the scripture. No puedes estar en la misión por Dios si no extiendes la escritura. The Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8 is a great example of this. En Hechos 8, el eunuco, el eunuco, el eunuco, That's a hard one. I should have looked it up in Spanish for How many of you that speak Spanish have ever used the word eunuch? Probably only in the Bible. So the Ethiopian is out in the desert in his chariot. He is reading in the scroll of Isaiah what is now chapter 53. And Philip has come from Samaria in a great revival at the prompting of the Spirit to find this man. Could you repeat that? So Philip has left revival in Samaria at the prompting of the Spirit to find this man. Felipe ha buscado revival por Dios. I think she's doing a great job. Why don't we give her a hand in the middle of all this? <laughs> When he finds the man in the chariot reading the scroll of Isaiah, he has to explain the scripture to him. Cuando cuenta el, um, el Señor que está leyendo ese, la escritura, tiene que explicar lo que dice la escritura. In fact, the man says to Philip, Is the prophet speaking of himself or of someone else? Y él pregunta a Felipe, ¿la profeta está hablando de alguien más o de él mismo? And Philip, knowing that it is speaking of Jesus, begins to preach to him about Jesus Christ. Y Felipe, sabiendo que es de Jesús, empieza a predicarle de Jesús. But this man couldn't be saved if he didn't understand the scripture. Pero este hombre no podía ser salvo si no entendió la escritura. And Philip couldn't be on mission if he didn't have the ability to tell the man or comprehend the scriptures and tell him what it meant. Pero Felipe tuvo que explicarle lo que significó la escritura. So I would tell you that we have to comprehend the gospel of Jesus Christ in order to be on mission for him. So les digo hoy que necesitas entender lo que dice la escritura para estar en la misión por Dios. We have to spend time in the Word of God. Tenemos que tomar tiempo en la palabra del Señor. We have to spend time in prayer with God. Tenemos que tomar tiempo orando con Dios. We have to spend time in church hearing the Word of God preached. Tenemos que tomar tiempo en la iglesia uh, oyendo la palabra del Señor predicada. And when we do that, we will comprehend the Scripture through the power of the Spirit, and God will use us on His mission. Y cuando hacemos eso, vamos a recibir poder por Dios y vamos a entender su misión. I'm going to skip Acts 19 and go on because of the sake of time. Voy a um, brincar desde Hechos 19 porque el tiempo. But if you get a chance, read the first six verses of Acts chapter 19 today. Pero si tienen tiempo, um, ustedes pueden leer Hechos 19 y los primeros seis capítulos. People who should have known about Jesus didn't know. Las personas que hubieran de saber de Jesús no sabían. And Paul then explained the scriptures to them. And they were saved. 
Second truth that I want to pull from this passage is this, that God's mission focuses on the gospel. La segunda punto que les quiero um, predicar a ustedes es la misión de Dios es para las buenas noticias. Luke 24:46 says this, then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. El Lucas 24:46 dice Y les dijo, así está escrito, y así fue necesario que Cristo padeciese y resucitase de los muertos al tercer día. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ that we see here. Esa es la buena noticia de Jesucristo que vemos aquí. It is unquestioned that the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Esta es la muerte, la res, el entendimiento y la resurrección de Jesús. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 5, he said this, For I delivered to you first of all that which I received, and that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, and then by the twelve. Y primero, primero, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 5, dice, Porque primeramente os es enseñando lo que así hemos recibido, que Cristo murió por nuestros pecados, conforme a las escrituras y que fue sepultado y que y que resucitó al tercer día conforme a las escrituras y que apareció a Cephas y después a los dos. So we see here the gospel is the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. Y aquí miramos que este es la muerte en la en entendimiento y la resurrección de Dios. Jesus lived the sinless life that you and I could not live. Jesús vivió un, una vida sin pecado que nosotros no podemos vivir. He was crucified to pay the penalty for our sin. Él, está, él fue crucificado por nuestros pecados. He was buried. Y él fue um, internado. But then he was resurrected on the third day. Pero el tercer día res, resucitó. That famous sermon that says it's Friday but Sunday's coming comes from that truth. Just throw in English words when you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Could you repeat that? That famous sermon that says it is Friday, but Sunday is coming comes from that truth. Y esa verdad viene donde dice es viernes, pero viene el domingo. So that death, burial, and resurrection is what it is that we are to be preaching. Y esa muerte, esa entendimiento y esa resurrección es lo que debemos de predicar. But not only do we need to focus on the gospel, but the third truth is this, that God's mission requires applying the gospel. La misión de Dios nos pide que apliquemos la buena noticia. Luke 24, 47, just the first part, and that repentance and remission of sins. En Luca 24, 47 dice en la primera parte, y que se predicase en su nombre el arrepentimiento y el perdón de pecados. That piece of that verse is the gospel encapsulated. Ese, ese pasaje es la buena noticia. The gospel doesn't do us any good if we don't apply it to our lives. La buena noticia no hace nada por nuestra vida si no lo aplicamos a nuestra vida. 
We live in a culture that would just tell us to just believe the fact of the gospel. Vivimos en una cultura donde dicen um, nomás tenemos que creer. If I were to ask how many of you believe that Buddha existed, would you raise your hand? Si le pregunté quién cree que Buddha existe. All right, you can do it. Raise your hand. ¿Quién cree eso? Nobody believed Buddha existed? Nadie cree que existió. Just me? What about Caesar? 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 Does believing a fact make you a follower of something? I can believe in something, but it doesn't mean that I'm a Buddhist. I can believe that Confucius existed, but I don't follow Confucius. Yo puedo creer que Confucius existió, pero yo no, yo no practico, de, practico de Confucius. And our world would tell you that just believing some facts about Jesus makes you a Christian. Y unas personas dicen, nomás creyendo en Jesús te hace cristiano. But believing facts about something doesn't make you a follower of Jesus. Pero nomás creyendo en las, en las cosas de Dios no te hace un We have to apply the gospel to our lives. And the way that we do that is by applying the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to ourselves. When Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 2, and he was asked the question, what must we do? The answer was not just believe that Jesus existed. The answer wasn't just believe that Jesus is the Messiah. But the answer was this, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Pero la respuesta fue, al oír esta se cumplió corazón dejaron a Pedro y a los otros apóstoles varones hermanos queremos Pedro les dijo arrepentimientos y bautízase cada uno de vosotros en el nombre de Jesucristo para perdón de pecados. So you and I must apply the gospel to our lives by repenting, being baptized in the name of Jesus, and being filled with the Spirit. Nosotros tenemos que arrepentirnos de nuestros pecados y bautizar there is a correlation in repentance which is death to ourselves with the death of Jesus Christ there is a correlation with baptism and the burial of Jesus Christ And there is a correlation with being filled with the Spirit and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Y hay una correlación con ser llenos del Espíritu y la resurrección de Jesús. That our, our salvation process or the process that God has given lines up with the gospel of that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. La buena noticia es eso. Fourthly, God's mission requires verbal proclamation. 
verse 47 says this, that it should be preached in his name. Capítulo 47 dice que uh, por todos las, en todas las naciones. Doing good is essential. It is a, an important part of the Christian life. Haciendo las cosas buenas es algo es esencial para la vida cristiana. And the Bible says we are created unto good works. La Biblia dice que estamos creados para buenas obras. Should I give the altar call now because the music is coming loud from next door? Queremos orar ahorita por la música que está allá en otro lado. They almost never have anything on the weekends, but this weekend, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Casi nunca tienen cosas en los fines de semana, pero ahora sí. But it won't bother me if it doesn't bother you. No me va, no me va a hacer mal si no te molesta a ustedes. Actually, it won't bother me even if it does bother you. No me molesta a mí si le molesta a ustedes. I'm going to preach the gospel regardless. Yo voy a predicar las buenas noticias. But while we are created unto good works, verbalizing the gospel is imperative. Si estamos creados por las buenas obras, pero proclamando las buenas noticias es, es imperativo. As I've said in numerous settings and, and numerous times, nobody or almost nobody ever comes and says, just tell me about Jesus. Casi nadie nunca viene y dice, dime de Dios. I can live really good, but very few people will ask me to just share the gospel. No, no muchas personas me dicen, puedes compartir las buenas noticias. Which means that I have to intentionally verbalize the gospel. Entonces, eso significa que yo necesito hacer intencionalmente con la escritura. In Acts chapter 10, an angel appears to Cornelius and tells him to send for Peter. En Hechos 10, un ángel aparece a Cornelio, pero, um, pero no les dice de las buenas noticias. The angel says that Peter will tell you what you need to do to be saved. El ángel dijo que el Pedro, Pedro le va a decir lo que tiene que hacer para ser salvo. The angel had not experienced the gospel, but knew the words of the gospel. El ángel no experienció las buenas noticias, pero él subo las palabras. But God has set it up that only people can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dios dijo, Dios dijo que nomás las personas pueden compartir las buenas noticias. It requires people to tell other people about what Jesus has done for them. Es las personas que tienen que decirles a las otras personas que, le, que Dios hizo en sus vidas. This is God's mission to seek and to save the lost. Esta es la misión de Dios para buscar las personas que están perdidas y hacerlas salvas. So let me hurry. Number five is this, the fifth truth, that God's mission is global and local. La misión de Dios es global y local. That they were to preach in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Que prediquen las, en todas las naciones comenzando desde Jerusalén. So you and I are to take the gospel to everywhere we go. Nosotros tenemos que tomar las buenas noticias en todas las partes donde vayamos. We, we will never go to all nations. No podemos ir a todas las naciones. Most of us will never go to Jerusalem. La mayoría de nosotros no vamos a ir a Jerusalén. But we can share the gospel wherever we are. Pero puedes compartir las buenas noticias donde estés. We can share the gospel wherever we go. Y puedes compartir las buenas noticias donde vayas. 
It is God's commission, but it is really also a command to share the gospel. Es una comisión y un comandimiento que compartís las buenas noticias. In Matthew's version of the Great Commission, en la versión de Mateo de la Gran Comisión, it is a command to make disciples of all nations. Es un comandamiento que sean discípulos de todas las naciones. That you and I have that same command to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Y nosotros tenemos esa misma com, uh, command. That leads me to my sixth and final truth. Y ese es mi final punto. That God's mission requires you. Que la misión pide a ustedes. Luke 24:48 says this, and you are witnesses of these things. Lucas 24:48 dice, y vosotros sois testigos de estas cosas. It is not just that you have seen them, but you are to share them. Que no nomás miremos esas cosas, pero también que compartís esas cosas. And you and I, if we have experienced the gospel, we have seen what God can do. Si, exper si experiencias la buena noticia, uh, ustedes pueden compartir lo que puede hacer Dios. And that means that we have the same command to share the gospel. Tenemos esa misma comandimiento para compartir esas buenas noticias. And I'm still on my final point, but I'm going to transition and tie it in with the conclusion. The musicians, if the musicians would come. But there is a story of Jesus in the Gospels. And Jesus has looked out at the harvest field. Que Dios miró a las cosechas. And he said that the fields are white unto harvest. Dijo que las, que las cosechas están listas. And then he makes this statement, pray the Lord of the harvest. Y dijo que ore por las cosechas. That he would send forth laborers into the harvest. Para que mande trabajadores para las cosechas. And immediately, the text, after making that statement, y de eso, Jesus sent them, the ones he had told to pray, he sent them into the harvest. Y Dios los mandó a las so maybe it's not just praying for others to join in the harvest. No es orando para que alguien más venga a la cosecha. But maybe it's praying that God would send us into the harvest. Pero es orando para que Dios nos mande a nosotros a las cosechas. That we shouldn't just say, oh Lord, send somebody else. Que no podemos orar, oh Dios, mande a alguien más. But maybe in the words of Isaiah in chapter 6, we should say, Lord, here am I. Pero podemos decir, Dios, aquí estoy yo. Send me. Mándeme a mí. Anybody want to go into the harvest and be on mission for Jesus Christ? The mission requires you. The mission requires me. That we have to share the gospel. 
y tenemos que compartir las buenas noticias. There are people that only you can reach. Hay personas que nomás ustedes pueden agarrar. There are people that only I can reach. Y hay personas que nomás yo puedo agarrar. God can do amazing things like he did with Jimmy and Elijah. Dios puede hacer cosas grandes como hizo. But the vast majority of people who come to know Jesus is because somebody told them one on one. Pero la mayoría de las personas que vienen a Dios es porque alguien les dijo de Dios. Somebody invited them to the house of God to hear the preaching of the word. Alguien los invitó a la iglesia para oír la palabra del Señor predicada. It can happen anywhere, but it mostly will happen here. Puede pasar en cualquier parte, pero pero va a pasar aquí. That you and I must be about the Father's business. Nosotros tenemos que hacer de Dios. We must be on mission and engaged in the harvest. Tenemos que estar en la misión y en la cosecha. Paul said this in one of his epistles. Pablo dijo, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Woe is me. If I preach not the gospel. And I would tell you that it's just not for those who are called to stand on a stage and preach. But woe is all of us if we share not the gospel. No, no más es para las personas que se paran acá enfrente, pero es para los todos. There is an Old Testament story of four lepers. Hay una historia de cuatro lepers. You would stand together. These four lepers Estos were in Samaria and they're starving to death with the rest of the city. The enemy has had them surrounded cut off their food it's terrible they're even eating their children people who should know God because of their hunger eating children and the dung of doves these four lepers said Let's go out and just see what will happen. He said, if we stay in the city, we will die. But if we go out to where the enemy has all kinds of food, who knows what will happen. So the four lepers left the city and marched toward the enemy. Y esos cuatro malos salieron de esa ciudad y caminaron hasta el enemigo. And the Bible says that God amplified their footsteps so that it sounded like a mighty army. Y la Biblia dice que uh, Dios hizo sus caminos sonar bien, um, bien fuertes. The enemy fled before them. Y el enemigo corrió. Leaving all of their food. Y su comida allí se quedó. Leaving all of the spoils. The four lepers arrive and they see the food and they begin to eat and to, to stuff themselves. All 
Oh, this is great that we have so much. We've got all the food we could ever want. We have their wealth that they left behind as they fled before us. But in the middle of all of their eating and their celebrating, one of them said, we must go back and tell the city. That we can't keep this to ourselves. In fact, they said it this way, woe unto us if we don't tell the city. Maybe to translate or to say it accurately, we do not well if we do not tell them about this. So I would tell you that you and I are like the four lepers today. That God has brought us into His house. God has brought us into His family. God has given us all that we could ask for. But we do not well if we do not tell them the gospel. That those who are not here and have not received the gospel, we do not well. Four things that I would like you to commit to today. To thank God if you have experienced the gospel. To thank God that someone shared the gospel with you. And if you were raised in truth, someone shared the gospel with your family before you. Y si has crecido en esto, alguien compartió con tu familia esto. I'm third generation apostolic. Yo soy tercer generación apostólico. My grandparents got saved in the early 50s. Y mis abuelos fueron salvos en sus 50s. Somebody had to share the gospel with them. Alguien compartió las buenas noticias con ellos. And where would I be? if no one had shared the gospel with them. God could have saved me. But it's unlikely. It requires verbalizing the gospel. So thank God that someone shared the gospel with you or your family. Dale gracias que alguien compartió las buenas noticias contigo. The third thing is this, to commit to sharing the gospel. La tercera cosa es comparte la uh, buena noticia. Make that your mindset that I'm going to share the gospel everywhere that I can. Pon eso en tu mente que cada día vas a compartir la buena noticia. And fourthly, to seek with intentionality to share the gospel with someone daily. La cuarta cosa es tratar de compartir las buenas noticias cada día. So if you're thankful that what God has done in your life, si tienes gracia por lo que ha sido Dios en tu vida, 
want you to come to the front Quiero take a step of faith a step of acknowledgement that you didn't get here by yourself that God and people brought you to this place and to make a commitment to share the gospel with somebody not just once or twice but an innumerable number of times however many days he gives us that's how many opportunities we have to share the gospel if that's your desire and your prayer as they begin to sing would you come to the front today don't be bashful we're not going to throw anything on you so if you feel something it's the spirit of God I love you Jesus I love you Jesus